This is Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. I'm Crystal High Taylor. And I'm Brian Wells. And I want a grown-up nap. I want a nap. Self-care. Self-care. That's how I feel for today, right? Like, I think this this topic, you know, I think this topic of self-care is a really interesting one, especially when you talk about people who not just living your life, right, but have decided to dedicate significant portions of your time and your life's work to pursuits of civic engagement, pursuits of racial equity, towards social justice, towards like anything over and above just the living your life. I think this topic of self-care goes woefully um, under under acknowledged and under addressed because it, it is hard to always push, 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 keep pushing, but you're tired and you're not filling up your own cup. Like what, what is your self-care experience been twang? Cause you, you've been at this for a while from your time in the ministry to the things you did when you were on Capitol Hill to like now your professional career, right? And all the things you do in a consulting and advisory capacity. What does self-care look like for you? And why do you think it's something that matters um, always, but especially in, in these times and trying to do some of this work? Yeah, so first off, si se puede, adult naps. Uh, I believe in them. I, I take them when I can. I mean, you know, Spain, siesta. It's a thing, twin. I feel like I feel like America has it wrong. Like we, the culture we have adopted does not fully embrace all the things that actually not only make life more worthwhile and worth mm-hmm. living, but that make it more sustainable. Because like this, this capitalism at all costs life. Like who chose that? Why is this a system we chose? Like y'all. Well. Technically, mm. you and I didn't choose it. Oh, you that's know. true. That's White supremacy true. does what it is. And <clears throat> well, amen. That's another Amen. Topic. Amen. <laughs> but I would say when you ask about self-care, I would say the first thing that I have learned and that I have had to learn is that it's not one of those things that's going to happen unless you make it happen. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional about that self-care. And the reason I start there is because there was definitely a time, even up until recently, where I was not practicing self-care in a a healthy way. Um, At one point, it had been 12 years since I had taken a whole vacation. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And I mean, like, not just vacation as in going somewhere else, but like, not shut down right shut Shut down down. I'm not gonna work right and and it was in that vacation that I realized I literally needed that because Mm -hmm. I don't know and I was taking for granted that I could go just a little further and sometimes a little further is not an option Mm -hmm. um so you have to be intentional right about taking those pockets of time um, I also had to learn that it doesn't need to be always extravagant trips and mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be whole weeks. Sometimes self-care can come in 30 minute pockets in the middle of the day. Naps. Yep, of adult <laughs> of naps. naps. Adult, of adult naps. naps. Bring them back. Adult and naps. 
I think though the other thing that I would say, you know, part of what jolted me is I've seen unfortunately too many activists, advocates, people, mm-hmm. uh, business persons die young mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because self-care is not just taking time off self-care is also honoring your body and, and your boundaries sure that you are eating correct mm-hmm. you know now this is not me saying don't you eat that swine because i would be a whole lot brian is eating that swine <laughs> I, I listen folks may have some problems with that but i will say <laughs> Listen, but eat responsibly, right? Make sure you're drinking water. Make sure that you are, um, my assistant stays on me all the time about my vitamins and make sure that I'm getting exercise. Self-care is finding these things outside of your work because even in the social justice, and this includes collective liberation twin, you know how passionate I am about collective liberation. But I had to realize not at the cost of my life. Correct. Like let's not at the cost of my life. So I do my work, but I've learned to be more intentional and serious about my playtime too. I coach, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm doing these things, you know, I'm, I'm playing volleyball, playing soccer. I'm doing these things that continue to give me life and Mm -hmm. fun um, and surround myself in those spaces. But the, the last thing that I'll say on what I do, I had to learn that no is a complete sentence and is a powerful life-saving word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that this especially hits true for those of us in these social justice spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I have recently had to learn that part of self-care is being okay with whether it be movement, whether it be my clients, whether it be friends, Ella, I'll give nice advice and try to give, you know, help. But sometimes we have to allow people to fail, hit the brick wall, knowing that they will recover at the time that they decide to mature and learn the lesson. But mm-hmm. what I had to let go of is, you know, we, we sometimes don't want folks to experience those pains that come with that Mm -hmm. and so we take on more than we're supposed to Mm -hmm. because we're sitting out here trying to save people and the problem is not only does it come at the cost of your life but it's not effective because you've robbed them of the process that would have Mm -hmm. allowed them to be empowered to actually overcome the next time that thing comes you can't Mm -hmm. be superman every time so i had to learn Mm -hmm. that no sometimes not just no to other people but even to my inclination to get in there and be like oh let me fix it because i don't want them Mm -hmm. no no brian no bro self-care says sometimes i don't care if you got to go sit on your hands and go find something else to do let the process be what it is all right Right. in its proper time and they will have to learn those lessons those are those things that i think you know um, have helped me amidst both of us have busy schedules, both of us be on 50, 11 planes per week, you know, um, but it helps to make sure that those things help keep us in the game for the long term Mm -hmm. and with long term impacts so that when Mm -hmm. I do at 140 years old, mark this day at 140 years old, when I check about this earth, you know, there will be. I would have had a long, fruitful legacy um, and not just checking off the box and making accomplishments, but doing so in a healthy way in which I'm still happy. 
Um, I fight white supremacy, but I have learned to not let white supremacy make me bitter. Well, and not only that, like understanding that one of the tools of white supremacy is exhaustion. Yep. You, you see what I'm saying? It's like you you literally get so tired of fighting the same things over and over, feeling like you're hitting a brick wall without seeing the kind of systemic change that you hope for. Like people burn out, people more than burn out. You know, I think to your point is it, so, um, it's both heart, heartbreaking, but it's also like a wake up call, right? About how many people's lives have been sacrificed just for us to sit in the positions that we're in today to continue to carry forward movement, right? And it, it's almost like you have an obligation to not only know, learn no, I think, man, look, no has become one of my favorite words of the last year and a half. No. 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 Like, mm, nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And without that. explanation too. <laughs> Look, it, it works for parenting as well. But I want to know, why not? No. no. Do I get more explanation? No. You may get <laughs> you know? a no on every day that ends in Y. You <laughs> every day. But you know, I mean, it's like it, it's it's the no. But I think for me, one of the biggest, um, and it, it's it's definitely a work in progress. It's, it's evolving. But like one of the biggest flexes is learning about boundaries mm. and being comfortable with setting them in all settings, personal and professional. You know, um, I think I, I think this is something that's true of most people who are um, high achievers or most people who care a lot about the people and the causes and the things that they do. Like you have like this innate inclination to be like, oh, I can do more, I can help. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do that. What do you need? I'm here to show up for you, that, that, that. And, and it's this idea where at a certain point you hit, you hit, uh, what is it like the law of diminishing returns? Yep. Because you have committed to so much. You're trying to do so much. You're stretched so thin. You're pulled in so many different directions. That one, you ain't doing nothing really well, right? So right. start there. Right. <laughs> like you, you're not actually doing anything to the to your level of peak performance but then you're tired and run yep. down and beat up and, and you're you're on e and i think it's unfortunately um a dynamic that people experience too often that they may pour and pour and pour and pour but ain't nobody else trying to fill them up right fill up yep. their cups and, and part of the reality is you can pour into other people and causes as much as you want, but you have to be the one to pour into yourself in a way that nobody else can. No matter how, how much people love you, how much other people care for you, how much support and help you have, you have to be able to recharge and refill and kind of reset things for yourself just so you can be like, all right, I feel like I can conquer the world again. You know, like we can live right. to die another day. So question though for you twin, because so you're you're a mother, you're a business owner, you're a wife, you you know, you do all these different things. And those things don't neatly adhere to a schedule, right? Mm -hmm. So how have you balanced finding pockets for self-care? even if it's not neatly like every Thursday at mm -hmm. 3 p.m. I will have because, you know, 
the kids could have something that pops up on that Thursday at 3 p.m. Right, right, and then right, the right, client right, has right. something that pops up at 4 30. And how have you found ways to maintain some sort of self-care amidst competing priorities mm -hmm. of like real life human beings that rely on you? Yeah, I mean it's so again, definitely a work in progress. Um and, and not not at all anything that has an exact science or that I have mastered. I think in particular, over the last six months, um, I have become very stingy and guarded about my mornings. You know, it's like, fortunately, the kids are at a point now where, you know, as long as there's food prepared or options for them to get, they, they're self-sufficient, you know, so mm -hmm. they can get, they can get themselves up in the morning. They can do, you know, morning chores. They can get their breakfast and everything. And we have enough of a set routine by the way, it also helps that they are still in virtual school. You know, we're going into year three of virtual school, which comes with its own challenges. But right. for the purposes of being able to get a bit stingier with my time and guard my mornings, um, you know, that time between when I wake up and like 9 a.m., that has become, um, over the last six months in particular, just a really crucial time. And that's time, you know, sometimes I'm going on walks or doing workouts. Sometimes I'm just losing my mind on social media, scrolling through all the tomfoolery on Al Gore's internet. Right. Um, the magic that is TikTok. I mean, I don't care if China is stealing all of my data. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Take, said, it, take it freely. Take it freely because I am entertained out here on these tickety talks. Um, Would you say sometimes <laughs> America's still in worse? <laughs> I mean, America, I mean, at least, you know what I appreciate? Love it. But let's countries. be honest, love Listen, the country. Love it. What, well, not what, living anywhere else. I appreciate, exactly. One of the things I appreciate, though, about uh, certain other countries is that you don't have the illusion of privacy. Right. You know, you know off top, like, oh, I see the camera there and the camera there and the camera there and the camera there. Pick up and you your phone me and when the I government open this says, website. good morning. It's like, right, it's government like, you open it and it's like, hey, what you doing? Be like, we was reading your emails yesterday. It looks like you might want to consider this, right? So it's like, at least you have the, <laughs> you don't have the illusion uh, of privacy for some of the places that you have here, but, you know, um, notwithstanding, it is sometimes a worthwhile trade. Like, fine, take my data because I'm entertained, and this is yep. part of right part of my self care. Part of but you're um, knowledgeable. You're right, not just right. like naive. You're knowledgeable that this right. is the exchange that is happening, and you're right. like, you know what? I'm is a cost benefit analysis I mean, that I'm willing to engage in. Right, and, and truly, like the most controversial things that I engage in really do happen on this podcast. So right. you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm not too worried about like, ooh, what's she posting on social? Ain't shit. Um, so <laughs> this is what we can do. So I mean, like the, those mornings have been key. Um, and also just, just um, carving out time, whatever, you know, and it doesn't happen every single day, but there are those days where I just shut down. I yeah. might look at my schedule like, oh, I don't have, you know, many calls today or I got right. one call I got to I'm like and I'll evaluate I'm like is this a call that has to happen today yeah Can I move this? do I need to be on it is there somebody else on my team who's better suited to be on this than me you know so yeah. you make those those evaluations because sometimes you know to 
<laughs> to the point of like being flexible and dynamic, right? Like life, life does, no, not does not always. Life rarely flows according to the lovely calendar that you have laid out for yourself for that day. You know, thank God and knock on wood, um, I'm privileged enough to work from home, have been since 2008 when I left the law firm that I used to work from, right. um, work for. Um, you know, I'm privileged enough to work in ways and in spaces that allow me that kind of flexibility because reality, that's not reality for everybody, Correct. right? You know, it, it's, it's, it is, it, it is far more often the case. People have this dedicated nine to five, um, far more often the case, especially now that outside is back open because y'all don't care about COVID, the monkey pox, dog pox, what, whatever pop plague on your houses, pox, like whatever. Like we, don't, we, <laughs> it's, it's all of that. Like we, we could probably have locusts and the stream for blood, all of that. We, we could be in the midst of, you know, rapture and revelations outside and it'd be like, oh, but we ain't closed. You got to come into work today. You got to yep. come in. You know, so I mean, it's like understanding, first of all, how incredibly privileged I am to work in the ways that I do. I am now doing a much better job of actually even honoring that position by saying, okay, what is it that your, your brain and your body need in this moment? And how can you shift? You know, how might you need to shift? What can be put off? What, what can be an email instead of a conversation? Yep. Um. Wait. All of those things are, you know, pretty key for me right now. You bring up a good point in that we don't all have the same realities. Mm -mm. We don't all have the same abilities to carve out time in the exact way that someone else mm -hmm. will. But what you said made me think about still the importance of whatever your lane is staying in your lane and being authentic mm -hmm. to you um mm -hmm. because i think so one we live in an information age mm -hmm. and we're in this information age where everybody is trying to have their voice heard mm -hmm. on every topic you know and i'm not trying to be shady but i'm gonna be real real everybody's an expert on everything now you know everything all, all, the, all time, the time without all end, time. right? And now all that we the got time. the Twitters and we have the fa Facebook, as as one of my aunts calls it, face page, and uh, you know, my you know, book auntie, or my I thing. want to be on face page. I auntie ain't playing. I want a face page, right? Profile, like. <laughs> but the reality is that has also en engineered and engendered this fear of missing out that has led Guess to what? some toxicity. And so in part, what I want to encourage our listeners and you know those that are, are our family that, that ride mm -hmm. in, and with all this petty and all the stuff that we have going <laughs> on. Although too much, you know, to Twin's point, although we don't all have the same reality, the key is to embrace the authenticity of who is you. Some people were mm -hmm. automatically built and thrive off of responding to everything and being in every space. And, you know, you get sometimes enjoying that. For those that that's you, absolutely. God bless you with that. That's great. But then others, we find sometimes you're more introvert. Mm -hmm. 
and quiet and you feel like you're not measuring up because you're not posting 20,000 times a day. You're not out there breaking the news. And I had to learn for myself as one, not even just as a consultant, but as a um, voice and counselor sometimes to various people, both very visibly impactful and others that are not necessarily known. Mm -hmm. I can't traffic in this information age just irresponsibly and always be the first to say and just because you know speaking on something just because it's out there because I found that that was playing even on my whole makeup and my mm -hmm. the the way I was made and my health and then my sanity because they're always trying to fit in this rat weight rat race say that 20 mm -hmm. minutes fast. so I think that the key is be the authentic you that in and of itself is a part of self-care mm -hmm. because if mm -hmm. you learn to honor the climate, the culture that it takes for you to be the authentic you, it mitigates that amount of stress that you're emitting to try to keep up with something that was never your lane, mm -hmm. something that you weren't really built for. This is not to say that you should be rigid and like never grow and develop. But you should be in tune in what goes into making you you. And that's mm -hmm. unique. That's not necessarily going to be uh, for everybody else, nor is it going to be understood or accepted. With mm -hmm. your schisms, mm -hmm. your uniqueness, your genoquoise, mm -hmm. whatever we want to call it, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. are, are just as equally important in learning to honor that. Um, can sometimes go a ways in helping you maintain your vitality mm -hmm. so that you're not running trying to be, because it's much harder to be somebody you're not. It's much First harder of all, to, who to got measure time? up. Who does? Like, I, I, I mean, I honestly, and I don't, I don't think this is a sensibility that just developed when I turned 40. Because as, as my, I, <laughs> it was so funny, I remember having a conversation with my therapist, um, around the time of my 40th birthday. And she's like, welcome to the fucking 40s. And I'm like, exactly, because that <laughs> explains so much of my orientation right, right. now. Because it's like, this is undesirable. This is unsustainable. Mama ain't gonna do it. I'm good. It's uh, it. <laughs> okay, we, we it's firmly ensconced in my DNA at this stage. It's like 40 year old DNA, it, it started to degrade. And you'd be like, who got the energy and the time? But I think even, you know, even, even before um, my birthday this year, I have had th this orientation like, I, who got time? I'm tired. I've realized, I think this is the first time I've been able to articulate it clearly. I love humanity okay mm -hmm. love 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 humanity um i am fascinated by culture people wear me the hell out okay <laughs> like whoa out okay whoa out and i mean part of it is because i am actually an introvert um but part right. of it is like i mean it it is so exhausting to go through every day one dealing with everybody and they own isms, schisms, whatever. Yep. But then you try and overlay on top of that me and you, you mean I got to put on airs just to deal with all y'all crazy people who I, who I really don't care that much about, you know, like that, that's dumb. 
that's dumb. You know, it's like, and it's, never, and part never. of that too is, yeah, you, but you know, part of that too is like, I think, um, it's evolution and maturity because we have a really strange relationship with the internet and all the connectivity that we're able to share and latch on to and be a part of because suddenly you know it, it everything is this magnifying box and and you have people who don't know you in a position to tell you about yourself and tell you their opinions about you and how cute is your kid or how ugly is your kid? How nice is yep. your outfit? How bad is yep. your outfit? You know, so it's like we invite in all this stimuli, which in any other prior point in history, we wouldn't be, be able to do. Like when, unless you were like A-list celebrity, are you ever really at the scrutiny of tens of hundreds of thousands of millions, however many people, right? Just by this kind of casual use now on social media. And it's 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 a weird double-edged sword because I think this topic of self-care is even more poignant and relevant now. And this idea of being authentically yourself, because we're all cast in this way where you're encouraged, right? To like, oh, be out there, be the voice, be the influencer, yep. be to this, be to that. Yep. But then the flip side of that is that you're also subject to the opinions, this, the gaze, the scrutiny of all these people. And then how does that affect your psyche? How does that affect your day to day? You know, and it's like, yeah. you have to be able to step back and detach and be like, yo, you actually don't know me. You don't pay my bills. We don't live in the same city. We don't do, you know, like, I can't let you then be the arbiter, you know, of my life. Yeah. But that, that, that is a, it's an interesting dynamic. I think. I think the, the you, you just, uh, reminded me of something. This would be, you know, my last reflection then is shout out to, shout out to my dad, my parents, both of them, because I tell people, the people who know me know, I think I was born care deficient. Like never had the cares to give. Um, and, and let me bring that in context. As you articulated earlier, I care deeply about people. I care deeply about humanity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Comma, but however, I don't care about what anybody thinks of me. And mm -hmm. I had to learn to get to that space where that was for real, like deeply the reality. My assistant and my team would tell you, I'm not losing sleep at night over what, because at some point I refused to give space to any other critic because nobody's sitting in my seat. You may have sat in Correct. a similar seat, but let me go ahead and decomplicate it for some of these busybodies. You have not Correct. sat in Breon's seat. You've not sat Correct. in Crystal's seat. You have not sat in fill in the blank of whoever you wanted to critique. And so for me, I had to take what we, you know, we say in society, only God can judge me. Mm -hmm. You're right. So if only God can judge you, stop giving real estate and space to how other people. And so I wholesale let people build whatever narrative they want to. I let them talk because I realized at the end of the day, just like in this information age, we deal with misinformation and disinformation. It doesn't mean that it can't uh, impact today's circumstances. But just mm -hmm. because you repeat a lie so many times doesn't make it any more factual than the first time you said it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, you know, if I could give 
a word of advice to those who part of your lack of self-care is because you've given too much real estate to people in your mind on what they think about you, uh, which is seasonal and temporary because some of those so-called friends are only out there for the vision and the version of you that they like, which is sometimes not the real you. You know, I would say leave the children in children's church. When you have evolved, stop worrying. And, and for the people that say it's easier said than done, true, but at some point you'll get there if you do it enough. You got to start somewhere. And it might not be everybody, mm-hmm. but maybe find you a list of people that you say, I'm no longer giving them real estate in my mind. Because mm-hmm. that's a and part of self-care it. that says, right. I'm no longer, because the it's not just worrying about what people think. Mm-hmm. science proves and psychologically the amount of toxicity that goes in to not just your thinking but the way that that stress plays sometimes that's why some of us are sleepy five times a day is because you're mm-hmm. carrying so many thoughts about people whose opinion did not matter people matter mm-hmm. but y'all's opinions don't Mm-mm. as they say mm-hmm. in in new york respectfully Y'all's opinions, respectfully. Here's a self-care tactic. Get off your social media sometimes. Get off. Take a break every now and then. You don't have to be in every conversation. You don't need to let your opinion be heard. Get off the phone and go outside. Turn off the stimuli. Stop watching the talking heads on the cable news. Just disengage from the information overload which yes there's value in information but so much of the systems that are set up around us now in terms of media and communication is really about overwhelming your senses so that you're going to purchase something or buy into something out of fear you know or anxiety or the 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 other stream is like you know like oh i need something to buy into because i need that love i need this attention i need to feel that stimulation i need the instant gratification that comes with it like yeah fall back fall back and relax for our fellow professionals this this will help you and i promise this last thing this will bless you now watch (laughs) the pull out pull out them pads and and, pull out the pads pull out the pads part of what I had to learn to do, and I'm sure you've had to too as well, twin, is to not take the work home, but to also, and, and I mean figuratively, because now some of us are mm-hmm. literally working from home, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. how how to keep business business. So for instance, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. a part of numerous volleyball leagues and soccer things, and you know, Folks every now and then want to engage on politics and talk about politics and talk about social justice mm-hmm. and talk about these things. And, and I had to get to a space where I said, unless y'all are paying me and unless there's a contract, you're not, you're not going to get my opinion. I refuse mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. wrestle with on my off time these mm-hmm. things that I have to wrestle with mm-hmm. while I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. And so while I still do need to do the work, I keep that business business, which means you want my opinion. Here is the email address of my assistant whom you can reach out to. And we shall have a conversation about a contract where there should be money exchanging hands. Amen, somebody. Come on here. Amen, somebody. Hashtag coin. Hashtag coin. 
And my Cash office hours, gone. even as you are paying me, are boom to boom. But guess right. what? And that's Other it. than that, y'all ask me, what what do you think about Trump and Mar-a-Lago? I don't. Because I had Mm-mm. to learn that part as well is when mm-hmm. we start, and, and sometimes when we blur that, especially for the, those of us in social justice, racial equities, other things, you know, sometimes we're just too open outside of those things. Mm-hmm. Get desperation. Don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know the explanation of why. I, I don't I don't talk about it. This is my space where I can breathe. <laughs> this is my space where I can have fun. Right. However, if that's a facet of me that you would like to get to know, cash tag coin. <laughs> cash and that's tag. on who? That's on what? <laughs> Mary had a little Actually, lamb. That, that blessed so many people and, for so and that, long. Look, and that lamb was $5,000. Come on, coin. At least you ain't at least you ain't roasting the lamb this time. This okay? time. <laughs> at least you ain't roast the lamb this time. This time. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it 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 goes back to uh one, the authenticity piece and boundaries. Because look, being able to say, I'm not gonna entertain this conversation outside of a professional space, that's a very clear boundary. Yep. That you have to be able to set. And the reality is you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe them who you are. You don't owe them your light. Your light is a gift that you can choose to share as you deem fit, but you don't owe anybody access to you, to your mind, to your heart, to your headspace, to none of that, you know? And I think a very important part of self-care is becoming grounded in not only who you are and whose you are, right? But why you were here and understanding that you cannot fulfill even a fraction of your purpose if you are out here tired destitute sad depressed angry all of these things which yes are normal emotions but if you stay stuck in that place one of the things that that should trigger is there's an indication that hey something's off balance in my life something is amiss I need to take some different steps to start to address that and also understand that self-care is not a linear Right. Um, a linear journey, you know what I'm saying? It is ever evolving. What looks like self-care today for me at 40 is different than it was five years ago, 10, 20, and so on, you know, and you have to do that rigorous work of continuing to interrogate, like, what is it that I need? And what are indications to me that actually, mm, maybe my priorities are off. Yep. I'm not feeling too great. Something is amiss, you know? And so just really taking that time in the midst of everything else, like, yes, be out here, save the world. That's great. But take a nap, take a dog on nap, eat some good food, yep. laugh it up with some friends. And you don't need a lot of friends. You got two friends, right? You can have one friend. Okay. Your imaginary friend and somebody else. All right. My imaginary friend when I was little was named Ramoka and she was from Hawaii. That's fine. I ain't seen Ramoka in a while, but she was my imaginary friend. So she was there when I needed her. Okay. Shout out she Ramoka. was there when I needed her. Shout out to Ramoka. I wonder if she's related to The Rock or Moana or both. You know what? I'm doing too much. I okay. Understand. These are all indications so, that I, as part of my self care, need a nap. Look, okay? so, need a nap. so, y'all, the politics, <laughs> the, the power and the influence is this the politics of it is your right to a healthy life should be non-negotiable. That should not be up for the whims of politics. That should not be, and and I mean internal politics and even the politics of your tribe. 
because politics is really dumbed down to appetites and people's opinions and engaging in things. Mm -hmm. That politics, you need to settle in yourself from a political standpoint that my right to a healthy, long life mm -hmm. is non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. The policy then is, <laughs> here are the things, right? The policies that I have, boundaries that I set. Mm -hmm. Or day work weeks. Maybe that's your mm -hmm. policy then that gets you from that non-negotiable political stance influenced into policy that says, I'm going to do four day work weeks. I'm going to get me some time. I'm going to go engage in sports or movies or recreational things on a consistent basis as much as possible. And then the influence part is then making sure that as you stick to that, that you are very much, again, holding that line and doing it from a space where you are in a position of power. That's what that influence, knowing that power you have, including the power to say no, including the power to engaging it in your terms, and everything has consequences, good, or bad. So don't stand on the sidelines and be scared and indecisive because you might make the wrong decision. Everything a good side and a bad side to it. The question is, what are you willing to um, absorb for your decisions? Mm -hmm. And how does it match with your strategy of making sure that you have a healthy, long life that is non-negotiable? So, Mary's and little can wood. live for today till I can get that $5,000 to purchase it and put it over an open fire with some barbecue sauce and some soy sauce. I'm done. I'm done. On that note, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, twin. All right. Be safe. This is Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. I'm Crystal High Taylor. And I'm Brian Wells.